Well, welcome to the podcast. My name is Father Bill W. and I am an Episcopal priest living here in Austin, Texas. And um, uh, before we even begin, I just, uh, my guest is uh, is Paul S. from Barcelona, Spain of these these days. And Paul is celebrating 18 years recovery on the day that we're recording this. So uh, before I forget, I wanted to start off with uh, congratulations. And uh, uh, it's it's been a pleasure to get to know you and to have you as a guest on this series. So uh, wishing you many, many more years in, in recovery. Good for you. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. So uh, the idea behind these podcasts is to try to go a little bit deeper into, um, well, pr primarily two-way prayer is what I'm most interested in, kind of the spiritual element uh, that was lost when uh, uh, AA shifted from the Oxford group uh, in, into its own entity. And that, that and, and the four absolutes have just kind of fascinated me. They're the things that I've uh, picked up from doing the history that have been most um, effective in, in my own personal transformation. So I've got a website called Two-Way Prayer. Invite you to go there and visit that. And uh, while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. It'll tell you about upcoming events. And uh, we're doing workshops once a month on uh, Saturdays. And uh, you can get the listings of them there. Or you can write me at twowayprayer at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to send you uh, some flyers uh, on that. So as I said, we're visiting uh, with Paul S. Uh, and uh, Paul is the author of a terrific book uh, titled We Agnostics. Um, I shorten it a little bit. Uh, uh, William James, Solution to Addiction. Solution to Addiction. Uh, it's, it's an excellent book. We've been going through the steps. And what Paul did in his, in his book was, uh, uh, William James is difficult. It's an important book, Varieties of Religious Experience that he wrote uh, in 1902. Uh, Wilson read it in uh, Detox, right after he had had his own spiritual experience. And uh, it, it helped him understand that he wasn't going crazy, <laughs> you know, that, that other people, and particularly drunks, because James gets into a, a, a number of recoveries of, of alcoholics uh, in his book. So Wilson could kind of see his own transformation there. So, we've been, uh, so Paul has taken that uh, difficult material, kind of blended it with the big book, the 12 and 12, and, and some other AA writings, so that it's a, a very readable uh, approach to William James. So I, I encourage you to get a copy of the book, I'll put it in the show notes. And uh, I've heard from several folks that they've already uh, picked up a copy. So um, we're up to now steps eight and nine. Before we begin jumping into eight and nine, Paul, give me a quick review about pragmatism, because he makes the point uh, he approaches spirituality because it works, you know, because it's effective. And, and the same is true in, in these chapters on steps eight and nine, that we do it not because we're trying to be good little boys and girls and make up for all our past, but that it's effective. And, and without it, it's not effective. It's not. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Bill, I was just rereading the stuff and, and um, 
I, I think one of the things he wants to get away from is that this whole religious, spiritual element that was happening in the late 19th century, early 20th century, there was a lot of, uh, you know, Calvinist, um, you know, harsh, you know, Catholic, uh, you know, uh, strains in American religion. And he was saying, we need to get away from all of the counting and the, the character building and it, the, the right thing to do or, you know, scorekeeping. He says yeah. all of that is destructive and shallow. And, and what we're talking about here is, is something, it, it's either a natural event that, that happens to human beings or there's something spiritual happening here. And I'm going to make a bet that uh, it, it is worth it to call it spiritual it seems like it is. We've been writing about this stuff for 4,000 years. It's somehow better if, if we uh, see it through the, the lens or the, the prism, the, the, the kaleidoscope of, of mm -hmm. some sort of spiritual rearrangement, a regeneration of the self. But, but even if it isn't, it works. And it so works. for God's mm -hmm. sakes, you know, let's, let's keep, keep, you know, we, uh, he has a great phrase. This is his exact words. We keep going because it's a going. Yeah. A, you know, dash G-O-I-N-G. It's a going, keep going. Uh, hands off are the only, you know, uh, instructions that we get. It, it's a passive affair of the heart. Uh, it is a strictly personal experience. It leads to peace of mind and happiness. Why shouldn't we try to go along this process? And and it is a process, and and uh, in in my preparation for for uh, this session, I, I reflected on a couple of incidents uh, that I'd like us maybe to bounce off of, and one of them is Frank Bookman, who was the founder of the Oxford Group, and uh, mm -hmm. not going to go much into his story, but the key piece is this: that uh, he had a resentment towards his board of directors and was angrier than hell at them. And then he had his conversion experience over in, in England. And immediately after that, he immediately wrote letters of amends. I mean, it was really the start of our eighth and ninth steps. Uh, and and what, what struck me was, the, like you were saying, there's a flow to this thing. And when you get into the flow, you're able to do something that you you thought you'd never get to do you know to heal yep. a, a relationship that uh built huge walls and yep. uh, and you figured i'm never going to get over them but he did yep yeah and, and that and that it happens doesn't it yep all the time all, all the time, time. Yeah, yeah all the time yeah so i i, I just just the it's it's like it's like uh, we and we get the strength I think from the conversion experience. It, it's like we're we're in touch with this power, and now we can rely on the power to do help us do things that we couldn't do before. Just just like with I, yeah. alcohol, yeah, just like with mm -hmm. alcohol, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I I can't drink, uh, you know, uh, and I can't stay sober. That that's the dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> But then we get in touch with this power and, and it's like another part of our mind that then starts operating in us. And we're able yeah, to- Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, able to do the things indeed. we can do. 
Yeah, and and so so the, the past stuff that we've discussed, and uh, yeah, we, we don't want to go squishing William James into you know step one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven, nine, and ten, eleven, twelve. We don't want to go doing that. But I think he himself will say this happens first, then this happens, then this happens. There is a crisis of self despair. Right. There is a, a a flattening of the ego. There is a realization of the ancient sins. There is a need to cleanse and confess, and there is a need to forgive. And so. So right. that just space. I mean, the Oxford group used William James a lot. William James was familiar to anybody in theological seminary all through until the 1950s or 60s, and still to this day is being used. Yeah. And so, so there's no, there's not a great deal of argument about the order, right? And right. So, so in the 12 step stuff, what we get in steps one through seven is the reconciliation within, and then eight and nine is the reconciliation without you know, in, in, in the outside world. And so one through seven is the inside world of, of, of reconciling all those chaotic impulses. And then eight and nine is reconciling the effects of, of the chaotic impulses on other people. Also, you know, uh, seeking forgiveness and forgiving, right? Because it's, 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 it's very much, very much. And of course, yeah. I think the main question that William James always is asking is, what is the point in a world where we should be cynical and, you know, I, I, he, he mentions the word that we should just walk around with, with, with a jest or, or a grin because, you know, the, the world is full of alligators and boa constrictors and, and fools and incredible make-believe. Why should, why should we bother dealing with all these fools? Uh, William James did not suffer fools gladly, you know, let me tell you, right? And so... So that's the kind of fundamental question where we begin, right, in, in um, step eight and nine is we're going to have to go up against people who may hate us, who may have done terrible things to us, um, right. or, you know, things that we have done to other people. And, you know, he says, again, this is worth a chance. It's worth a chance to take it. And it, it's better, some, again, it's better if we somehow confess our wrongs and, and, and be willing to write them. We don't have to be cynical about it. We don't have to have a grin. We, don't, we, we, get, we get down to business, right? We, th th this is a transaction. You know, he's very clear about that. And, and, and why do we do this? We do this because we are all made of the same clay. I think that's one of the most important lines in the book. The, 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 we've heard this so many times in the Bible and right. in literature for, for hundreds of years the rain falls on the just and the unjust, you know, there, but for the grace of God, go I, you know, one of the things that I heard very early on about my own father, who, who was a very violent, abusive alcoholic, what we hate, we become, yeah. you know, there's a lot of beautiful human insight in this stuff, right? Uh, we, we, the more that we hate our abuser, the more likely we are to to engage in that kind of abusive behavior. The, the, and, the, one, so, the one thing we I know in my case and, and my, my story is similar. The one thing I thought I would never become is an alcoholic like my father. Right. You know, amen. Yeah. And I, we hear that over and over again in all these meetings. Now, right. here's the, the, the problem we, we talked about. You know, you, you put those three words together so beautifully last week. You know, we, we, we feel that, that, that feeling of feeling damned. We feel the feeling of feeling um, uh, self-loathing. Yeah. And we are, we are just engulfed in fear. And, and how on earth are we going to go out in the world and do this hard stuff, right? This is hard work this is, here. This is tough. 
right when we're full of especially the, the feeling of feeling uh damned i had that feeling toward the end of my drinking i was like you know what i'm not even gonna pray at night well first of all because i'm drunk every night second <laughs> of all i'm damned I, i'm i'm beyond repair i i'm i'm, I'm beyond any redemption so i i shouldn't even bother I, i'm not even gonna get i'm not gonna be admitted into the club and, and so that boy went when when when, when William James says, for the sick soul, damnation has been decided, right? Mm. I, that, that just set you know, a shiver down my spine because that's exactly the way that I feel before I cleaned up. And so how does that damned soul find hope? And I think that's the critical element of step eight and nine. And that's the, the avenue William James wants to go down to find out how does that feeling of damnation get trans regenerated into a feeling of hope yeah and and i think that and that, it's a gamble um, it's a gamble in the it's beginning a gamble. in the beginning it's definitely a gamble you know and they were and very big on that taking. i think we've lost sight of that i wish that would come back into the program that uh, this whole thing is an experiment these steps are not to be worshipped and uh, memorized try it just and try it quickly. Let's get through this thing quickly and see if yeah. a transformation can't come about. Yep. It's like going yep. into the laboratory, you know. Yep. Try yep. it. Try it. And I would go, I would go even further, Bill. I I think that at the time we, we have to call it a radical experiment. Um, agree. Right? Agree. A, a radical experiment, <laughs> that's and, and that's right. why I I wish we could in AA we could get back some of that radical thinking rather than you know, sort of uh, worshiping, you know, um, and, and being completely unwilling to change any, any words or any sort of, 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 of any part of the process. Right. So, 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 uh, so William James then goes on and, you know, he talks about that, that, that being a victim. There's a lot of such beautiful human insight here. And, 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 and what I used in 89 were so much of the stories in the back of the big book in, in edition four, beautiful, beautiful stories of, of radical, change that occurs with people whose parents are murdered, whose, um, who, who are raped, uh, who um, are assaulted, whose parents have abandoned them, you know, and, and so we'll go through that in a minute. But, you know, if I get to be a victim, guess what victims get to do? Victims get to drink, man. Mm -hmm. and, and if the only way that I get out from being a victim is to take responsibility. To, to diminish my ego. And, and you know, what I have to do is I have to reach out and be honest. And, and, and honesty is that automatic, as we talked about several times, and you put it really well, honesty is that automatic flattener of the ego. Yeah. The ego is kind of a lie. The, the ego is a damaged liar, as far as I can see. The, sto and so, the stories mm -hmm. are important, Paul. You mentioned that the stories, you have to, you have to see them, hear them, I guess it might be better, hear the stories told. And then I'm, I'm sitting there behind my wall that I have built, you know, but I'm hearing somebody who got out of his wall, of his yeah. prison. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, it does something to us, doesn't it? And that's why the book has to have stories, you know, and particularly yeah. Yeah. you're, I mean, I'm amazed at some of the stories I hear uh, regarding the eighth and ninth step in the program. People oh, yeah, turn, no, I, turning I, uh, themselves yeah. into court, you know, going mm -hmm, in to see mm -hmm, the judge, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. I've yeah. met, been in many a courtroom with my with people I worked with. Uh, 
I've been in quite a few courtrooms in LA Superior Court. Have you? I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and the story that I mentioned of the Indian, the American Indian, um, beautiful, beautiful story. He, was, he went into the Marine Corps and he was a drunken idiot and then he became a homeless person and he had to go find out, out a way to forgive the people who had murdered his parents. And, and, and that's astounding. So then, you know, William James asked that question, why should we bother to reach out to the oppressor? Why, why do we bother to do this? Why are we gonna, beautiful phrase, why should we waste our tenderness on somebody who might not deserve it? The answer yeah. is because it might pay off. It might give us peace of mind. It might give us a sense of happiness and equanimity with the world. That's why we do it. And, and how do we get there? Uh, that was a huge uh, light bulb for me as well, uh, Bill, because I'll tell you about my story about my ninth step. You know, he, he, he said, you know, that the way to get through, and again, I think another critically important sentence in the whole book is charity is that part of grace that allows us to find pity for the oppressor. Mm -hmm. And when we find pity for the oppressor, we get a way out. And so in my case, I was, uh, when I was 13, I was abused by a much older relative, sexually abused. And my, my sponsor said, I would like you to do something. I'm going to ask you to get on the phone and I'm going to ask you to forgive him. You don't have to talk to him again. You can just forgive right. him. And, and, th and then he said, I want you to do something else. And I'm like, what? Like, I, like what? what? To tell me what else you'd like me to do. <laughs> I'm already about ready not to do any of this. He said, I want you to ask what happened to him. Uh -huh. And I just like was, okay, holy shit. You know, I'll, I'll try it, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I called him up. I forgave him. And I was lucky. He said that I thought you'd never, ever speak to me again. And he admitted that, that what he did was wrong. Yeah. And I said, what happened to you? And he said, when I was 10 years old, I was raped by a neighbor. And, you know, th th this thing, you know, unfortunately, uh, and he was, he said, by, that, by the time I was 18, when I was doing that to you, I was high as a kite on cocaine. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't get much satisfaction, but I had a real uh, heartfelt cry after that uh, interaction. Now, I haven't, spoke to, I haven't spoken to him since. I, right. I, I bury him no ill will. Uh, I have taken pity on my oppressor. Uh, that was something I never thought in a million years I would be able right. to do. Never mind mm -hmm. tell anybody we, you know, what happened to me. Plus, my adult sex with other adults was a, a sense of sex illicit. This is wrong. This is illicit. This is going to get me into trouble. Uh, this is no good. No good can come from this. No wonder why I had such, and, and I was gay. No wonder why I had such a terrible relationship, you know, a, a terrible uh, ability to have relationships and to connect intimacy and sex. This is such a common feature. And I would say to you, uh, sponsoring like almost 70 guys, I would say I think that 40% of men were sexually abused as boys in AA. And I think the number is much higher. It's more than 50% for women. Sure. And so that's something that, that, that is a remarkably, unfortunately, whatever happened, what was going on in the 60s and 70s is, a, is you know, in, in America is a great disgrace because it seems to be endemically common, uh, is something that we have to take a look at and really um, focus on as a society, but also a, as a group, a, a, as, as a group in, in AA for what else can be done to deal with, um, you know, the, 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 the prevalence of sexual abuse. And of course, some of this becomes outside issues. And so 
And again, you know, we, we hear this, the, the phrase all the time, don't let people live in your head rent free and so forth. And so uh, he was out of my head, and, and, but he was living in my head uh, all the yeah, time. Sure. You know, and, and again, it, when I have a, the oppressor nearby, I get to drink. Right. I, uh, if you knew what happened to me, you'd drink, too. Right. Right. And so victims get to drink. Uh, you know, one of the most beautiful things I ever heard when, when I was about one year sober was, you know what? This guy was talking and he just beautifully said it. He said, you know, the 12 steps has given me one important thing. It's let me off the hook for being a victim. Mm -hmm. I just love that phraseology, you know. And, and so, so finding pity for the, the oppressor it, it precisely seems to remove the feelings of damnation. That's yeah. the, the, beauty, the beauty of what William James has pulled out of 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 um right of of, of this and, and and that requires taking responsibility and maybe you're a fool maybe your abuser is not gonna uh, is gonna say this never happened what are you talking about yeah. uh, right maybe we're taking charity on somebody who doesn't deserve it uh but i keep my you know the, the old phrase i keep my side of the street clean and i think there's profound human uh, dignity and and human wisdom in that phrase, um, right. and and right? we don't we don't know how deeply it might affect the other person. They might not respond then, but it it is very impactful. You know, uh, yeah, my, great my, point. my case was my father, uh, and I I suffered a lot of physical abuse. You know, getting beaten and locked in closets and stuff like that. And, and, and I had the same thing in my, when I did my fifth step. The guy said, okay, now, uh, you know, you, 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 your father's on your amends list. Well, what the hell is he on my amends? Yeah, I'm waiting for him to come and, and apologize to me. No, no, you have to apologize to him. For what? For not loving him. That, that was, that was the, the way it came down for me, because I shut him out. I shut him out of my life. And, and like yourself, I didn't shut him out of my life, you know? And so we had yeah. to go and have an honest conversation and, and tell him about, you know, your drinking, it hurt me, but I withheld from you my love. And for that, I am sorry. I had to say those words. I had to say those words. It took me three trips to New York to do it. First, first two, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Got back on the plane, not having done it. Yeah. Third, third time I did it. He was in the hospital. He was dying at that point. You know, I didn't get any response back. But, you know, <clears throat> I did through the two-way prayer business, do an imaginary conversation with him and, and speak to him and have him speak to me. And it's, again, it's exactly the same what happened to you. He told me about his father. He, and we, yeah. we, were, we were a family that for generation upon generation were never fathered. You know, yep. it was yep. always yeah. twisted and, uh, and, and hatred uh, from one generation to the other. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Yeah. So it's, uh, it opens doors. You say in here somewhere about melting hearts. You know, yeah, it's a yeah, beautiful, beautiful expression. Phrase, yeah. yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Melting yeah. hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, so, 
uh, yeah, I, 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 this is where this is where I, I I call out that phrase that he has. But you know, the, the gift of tears is here. Uh, right. the, the, the our tears break through the the inveterate inner dam. I love that. Uh, it, it lets the ancient sins uh, flow away, and, mm. and the moral stagnancies drain away. I just love that phrase. Right, permanence right. is here. Yeah, well, you get to feel it. Yeah, you get to feel it, and yeah. and you get to yeah. feel again. I mean, that that was the thing, of course. In my case, uh, I yeah. had shut shut him out of my life, but everybody else went along with him. You know, you couldn't get close to me. You could yep. not get close. Yep. And until yep. I yep. had done that, it wasn't going to work. Uh, yeah. Here's we have the to phrase: find that pity for the oppressor. Yeah. Yeah. The stone wall inside of him has fallen. The hardness in his heart has broken down, you know, and that's the gift. And it comes with tears or not with tears, uh, but it comes in opening that door to relationships. And that's what this, these eight and nine are, are genuinely all about. Like, like you said, yeah. the beginning, there's the internal cleaning up. Then there's the external cleaning up that yeah. ha has to happen. Yeah, I love, I love, carry on with what you just said, Bill, that the lower self melts away and he calls them these melting moods. Um, what are they? They're, they're a sudden change in perception and reconciliation with, with, with our past. And I, I just think that that's so beautiful. This is the courage to forgive. Again, where does it come from? It's that gift of grace, which is free or it is nothing. And, and we yeah. don't count, we don't have to, you know, uh, we don't have to say, uh, you know, 10 our fathers and three Hail Marys, uh, we don't count, <laughs> we don't, we're not building character, right. we're not doing the right thing, um, we, you know, uh, we're not scorekeeping, uh, we are untangling the past. I love that phrase he has. Mm -hmm. And William James says, what are we doing here? We're treating the sick soul as a doctor I'm kind of a spiritual doctor talking to you guys. This is a treatment for the sick soul. This is not about character or about counting or about scorekeeping or about Calvinism or Catholicism. Right. It's about treating the sick soul. And I've just given you chapter and verse on the diagnosis of the sick soul and the um, symptoms of the sick soul. Now I'm giving you the solution for the sick soul. Yeah. Uh, and, and we do this because the, the solution offers peace of mind. It offers a sense of equanimity and, and peace with the world and a sense of happiness. And, and for God's sake, isn't that worth it? And I, I, and I just love that. I just love how he comes out with that kind of conclusion. Um, and, and, and what do we get? We get from isolation to belonging. We get from damnation to forgiveness. And again, I think that if you push hard on William James and say, what is going on here? He doesn't want to say rebirth. He doesn't want to say um, renewal. This is dead to life. This is regeneration, right. uh, spiritual regeneration. Yeah, well, it go goes ahead. back. It goes back to the two selves that we talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's the false self and the true self, and they both reside within me. And yeah. I can I can live in one or I can live in the other, you know. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. And, and then this is also where he, he kind of makes, makes the, the real theme of the book, which is to say that this book should not have been called Varieties of Religious Experience. It should be called The Unity in Religious Experience because... The unity, <clears throat> says, unity, unity. Yeah, the, the unity in religious experience right, because right. He, he said, this is where he says, wait a minute here, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I've done a lot of homework here. I'm going to save you from doing your homework. Three feet of notes you know, that he took from the 20 yeah. lectures. Hey, guess what? In, in Stoicism, in Hinduism, in Buddhism, paternal theism, Christianity, and others, it's the same thing. What I'm describing to you seems to be this have the same veins of religious movements. Right. And 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 you know, it's it's where the sand and the grit of the self disappears. I love that. And, and tenderness comes to rule, a calm sea, a larger life tolerance, these all these different analogies. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about for a second, Bill, and that is, you know, there's a great line from from Montaigne, which is basically that um, my life is full of terrible misfortunes, most of which never happened. Um, Yeah, yeah. There's also a sense, and I've I've had this happen with quite a few people I've worked with, that they think, because we're so just negative on the world, and we think we're so terrible. And I love that word that you used last time we talked was that self-loathing, you know, that, that we think we did things that we didn't do. And so one of the real important things about the, 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 the ninth step is, is to go and confront, you know, what, what's going on with what did I do? And oftentimes a person is going to say, what? That's right. I don't, I don't remember it that way. I think right. you were off base. I think you just weren't as bad as you thought you were. In fact, we were worried about you. And we were going to say something because we think you're a really great guy. <laughs> right. but we, we just think you were going off the rails. And that happens quite frequently. So this is another really important thing on the ninth step is to get a reality check. Because a lot of the times people are going to have a lot of compassion and a lot of like, yeah, we were really worried about you and you're a great person. And we wanted to say something and we let it slip and you left anyways, you quit or you walked out the door and mm-hmm. we just hope you were okay. You know, and you hear that a lot. Right, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he, he kind of rounds off, before we get to the thing on mysticism, he rounds off about like, and he talks about how do we know that a mystical experience is, is real or can, can we verify it? And, but, but here we're talking about this general sense of regeneration that occurs with the that the collapse of the self in a period of self-despair where everything I do makes everything worse. Uh, we, we, we sort of um, come clean with our, with our sins. We, we pull up all the, the, the bandages of, of, of uh, the, the smearing the ointment of legitimacy over everything. We confess, we, we have this experience of, of, of having that, that ancient you know, dam uh, break forth with tears as we seek forgiveness. And then he says, okay, what's going on here? How do we know that this is the real deal? And the real deal is, does life get wider and larger? Mm-hmm. For me, check. Number two, and I never thought this would happen in a million years because I gave up on a personal, you know, whatever that thing out there was that was going to help me personally. And he said, there is something here that let's call it, uh, uh, he, calls it he calls it a friendly continuity with some power. <laughs> Right. Boy, talk about, boy, is he like, uh, he's like using his words very carefully here. Because that is, I think, as you said really well, that's agnosticism, man. 
And maybe we all are agnostics. I love what your, your, your conclusion you drew that last time, but that's about as far as he's willing to go to say there is there seems to be a friendly higher power that connects to us and makes us feel at, at home in the world. And we can't explain that. Isn't that what right? isn't that Paul what soul is all about? That the soul Yeah, is, and you know, the last time you faith. You know, it's here to do business. We, 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 the line about God and I have business with one another. Yeah. And the business is that I become me, fully me. You know, that's the business. And, yeah. and yeah. these blockages get in the way of that. So you lose your soul. You lose yeah, your soul. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that leads us to the fourth. The, the, yeah, the go third ahead. one, which is that the, 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 the again exactly what you're what you're saying is that the, as the outlines of the self melt away, we get a, a sense of freedom. The outlines yeah. of the old self melt away. Right. I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and we we get a shift of of a center towards harmony, and that is check that happened to me, right? And we have, again, you've said it quite a few times and you, you, you've used that word a lot. I, I love it. It is a sense of union. Yeah. You know, we, we feel connected. And that's why when, I don't know, it's not, I've never really heard it, but one time I was at a meeting and I just said, look, I think that my higher power is the same as everybody else's here. So my higher power is not different than anyone else in here. Right. And people were like, what are you talking about? Why did you say that? That seems weird. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's just exactly what my experiences are. Higher power, we're all we're we're like the Borg. It's the Star Trek movie. We're connected, right? The we're, force, we're, somehow forces, we're, we're connected. The force is yeah, with whatever. us, or yeah. the force is not with us, and we're heading towards the Death Star. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and so so I, I love that. I, I love the, the pity for the oppressor. I think that's really the whole key to step eight and nine. Uh, very very beautiful stuff, and 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 it's what happened to me. A very personal thing with my brother. And, and so um, that, that was a really important, and when I read it in the William James stuff, I was like, that's me, that happened to me. That's why that was so important. And that's why it had such a, 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 a profound effect. I, I was wailing, I, it was beyond tears. I was wailing for at least an hour after yeah. that because um, something had just broken through. And a lot of my, my, my understanding of sexuality changed after that and my understanding of the capacity for not thinking that my entire family was a contaminated mess, just, you know, this one person was the source of the problem. Mm -hmm. um, boy, when we have resentments, resentments are really contagious. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so if we it's have poison. resentment against one family, yeah, boy, oh, boy, if we have resentment against one family member, it tends to spread to the whole family pretty quick. Here, here, here's uh, so, a no. phrase that this is yours, I think, not James, but uh, you say we move from isolation and bitterness to union and safety. Talk about the safety. What what what, what do you mean by that? We move. From well, yeah, that's right. I I think that um, that that. I think one of the things that we feel as, you know, uh, as, as using alcoholics is that sense that the world is fundamentally unsafe mm -hmm. and yes. I have to, I have to protect myself at all costs. And, 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 you know, I came from a very abusive home like you did. My father was very violent. 
Um, and I had quite, I had two brothers that were very violent. Yeah. And so I grew up in a very unsafe home and I always felt unsafe during my life. And so I was always on guard. And I think that's a commonality for veterans with PTSD and, and drug addiction and alcoholism, I think is that fundamental sense of, of, of an absence of safety. And yet that seems to be a, a, a critical factor uh, in that spiritual regeneration is that sense that we are held safe somehow again yeah. by that sense of a friendly power who can who has business with us right. on a retail level i love that phrase right. and who can intervene to help our help us gather the strength to make life better this higher power does not intervene to protect, you know, stop earthquakes or car accidents. That's just voodoo nonsense, right? right. I, I think that's a very strong Episcopalian um, element, whereas in the Catholic faith, there's a lot more, I think, unrealistic, you know, the, the power of God is very unrealistic in, in, in a lot of the Catholic streak. But but this higher power. Well, there, there, there were few, few fewer earthquakes in England than there were in <laughs> Italy, you know. So right, it's, exactly. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that's funny. And, and so, um, but dreadful weather, dreadful weather. That, that higher power. And, and so, so um, that sense of of coexistence with the world, peaceful yeah. coexistence, becomes a natural thing, and that has happened. To need yeah it doesn't walk around it, you know it, yeah it doesn't mean that we go back into the situation necessarily yeah you know uh, the safety is an important factor you know i can do my forgiveness doesn't doesn't mean i have to reestablish the relationship exactly yeah no i never uh, spoke to my brother again after that and i don't want yeah. to it's not it's not interesting but but i think that's very important as well and that's where i went to a million al-anon meetings as well in my early years of, of 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 recovery right because i felt like i felt like you know that that, that creating boundaries creating that detachment with love with love is also yeah. with, with is also a, a sensible um, I, I want to choose my words carefully it's a sensible uh, and, and smart way to deal with people who want to continue to be alligators and boa constrictors. We, we have right. to stay away from the alligator pit. We right. have to stay away from the boa constrictors or you can get bitten and strangled, you know? Yeah. So, so you got to be careful about being sensible, but we also have to take chances and try to find an out from forgiveness, an out from victimhood, an out from the resentment, um, and feel and find pity for the oppressor. To me, that path is the only way out for, for human life to allow us freedom. That's right. Uh, the one other area that I want to get to and uh, kind of picks up on, on this, uh, James writes, fears and anxieties go, this is after the conversion experience, um, and bliss takes its place. We say, come heaven, and hell, it makes no difference. Yeah, are, I love that. We are tender with others, and we treat beggars as our brothers. Yeah, I love that. I love it that. is lovely. But then I want to throw yeah. in a quote from Jung, because I think it, uh, it builds on this. And, and Jung says, what if I should discover that the poorest of the beggars are all within me? and that I stand in need of my own kindness, 
that I myself am the enemy who must be loved. What? Amen. Then? Yeah, great stuff. What yeah. then? Yeah. That, uh, and this is the one that uh, most of us addicts have a really hard time of, okay, I forgive that yep. son of a bee, but I'll never forgive me. And, and yep. it's not going to be complete if I, if I can't go there. Yep. You know? I'm a huge uh, proponent of putting, uh, putting the, uh, the, the person at the top of the uh, amends list. I think it's extremely important because we're so hard on ourselves. One of my so old hard. buddies in my home group in Santa Monica, he said, you know, if anybody treated me, uh, if, if, if anybody treated me the way that I treat myself, I'd beat the shit out of them. That's right. You know? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that. I, 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 that. That's a beautiful way to put it. And, and there's, there's, you know, there's that, there's that really beautiful thing that I've heard occasionally. We need to hear it more. I, I'm about as inclined to be as close to God as I am to the person next to me, you know, and, and, and you know, well, that was, that, that was the thing that, that's the thing that Bookman discovered that, yeah. that his relationship with, with God was equal to his relationship with those five or six guys on the board of directors. And as long yeah. as he hated them, he was not in right relationship with God. They go hand in hand. Yeah. You know, it, 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 that was, and it was almost like a, 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 a mathematical equation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of boils down to that. So, uh, and like you said, Bill, like you said, you know, uh, uh, reconciliation and forgiveness can very often be like neutrality. And, and detachment with love, right? right? And sometimes that's, that's. I have four siblings going down the drain uh, yeah. with drug addiction and alcoholism. And I, I have lent, lent a hand out and in 18 years, not one of them has contacted me about getting cleaned up and that's none of my business, right? right? I have evangelical nephews and nieces who refuse to speak to me because I'm gay. Yeah. Uh, that's none of my business. That's none of my business, right. you know, and, and so I have to be neutral on that. And what that that that, that phrase you just read, it, it, you know, the, the, I think one of the beauties of William James, he's saying that we are given a, a great neutrality with the world when we have the spiritual experience, right? To 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 take things seriously, to feel uh, at ease with the world, right. not dis-ease with yeah. the world. But at the same time, we don't have to be fools. That's you know? right. You know, you, but your heart gets bigger. It's, it's the Buddhist compassion, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the compassion has to extend to everybody. And it has to extend also to myself. Uh, and that's the peaceful place. And um, you can't get there without eight and nine. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. You know, exactly. So, yeah. I think that's um, right. I think that's right. Well, listen, uh, uh, again, a wonderful uh, uh, introduction to uh, James and reconciliation. God, you know, the, 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 just one maybe final point, you know, in, in, in our 12-step programs, th there was a divergence with the Oxford group that uh, the Oxford group was out to change the world. And Wilson said, I don't give a damn about the world. You know, I'm only interested in drugs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's go and, convert Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there is something to be said for this. I mean, the world needs reconciliation uh, as well. I don't suggest we do it in uh, an AA meeting, you know. <laughs> but when we leave the meeting, 
what is God asking of us in terms of that reconciliation? I, 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 I you know, getting ready for this, um, this um, interview, uh, I was just kind of looking at forgiveness and looking at some stuff. I came across a guy by the name of Greg Boyle out in California. You may have know, know of him. He, he was a Jesuit and, and he was reconciling gang members in Los Angeles. Uh, wow. Yes. You know, and the Oxford group, Frank Bookman was trying to bring the French and the Germans together after World War II mm. and to bring mm -hmm. them to talk about their pain. This is what it was like for me, you know, and to get it out and then to have the other person get their shit out, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and to dissolve in tears over the brutality. Uh, we, we, Tutu, uh, Bishop Tutu died uh, just recently. The reconciliation that was so necessary in South Africa, you know, yeah. after the apartheid. It's reconciliation and truth. And, and, and you can't have one without, without the other. You know? Yes, yep, yep. Uh, Tutu said, without forgiveness, there is no future. Without forgiveness, there is no future. Yeah. You know? And I think the world is really breaking down, just like it did uh, after World War One. It was <laughs> that was the time when when th this stuff came together in the Oxford group. And Bookman said, if there is not a spiritual solution to this, there's going to be another war. And it's like again, we're all kind of getting in our camps and getting very tribal and hating hating one another deeply. Mm -hmm. It can't last. It can't last. And so we have to start, you know, and maybe the drunks, wouldn't you know it, the drunk, it's starting with the drunks, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but don't let the lesson yeah. end there, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's so there. true. So true. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you again. Uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, getting into this material with you. We'll be back. Oh, you're um, a star. This is fascinating and a, a real wake up to be. And I, I want to thank you for turning me on to the uh, William James biography and the Emerson biography. And, and one of the things that, that really struck me, Bill, about all of this was when I, when I, I want to go back and read varieties again, like, like you mentioned, you and I yeah. talked about that before we went live. William James's father was very close friends with Emerson. And, and that's how William James probably cottoned on to the transcendental movement. And many of the people involved in the transcendental movement were people who he quoted in that book, uh, people who had these very difficult, you know, uh, six-souled experiences, including many alcoholics. Uh, Margaret Fuller was one of them. He keeps on mentioning yeah. she was very tight in that group and quite a few other people uh, who were in that book um, who he quoted um, were part of the very high-profile people in the transcendental movement with Emerson and Thoreau. So it's right. really interesting to see how he, he the, the transcendental movement uh, very much influenced him as well. Right. Starting right. with his father. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, Paul, thank you once yeah. again. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope, uh, hope this triggered uh, uh, some forgiveness in, <laughs> in you all. If you got anybody on your list, it's never, it's never too late uh, to go. Forgiveness and, and... is the only way out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. God bless and keep coming back.